0: Home time with Bush and Richie, it is an honour to welcome to the show comedian, impressionist, political commentator, and member of the Absolute Radio family. It's Matt Ford. Hello. Good to think, have you on. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, Matt's obviously wearing uh, kind of quite casual. I always think of Matt in fully suited at all times.
1: Oh, no. Should I have... No, like, you don't this, need to. Is this a subtle hint that I've dressed scruffily? No,
0: I like it. I like okay. it. It shows another side to your character, which I do have like. a
1: suit. I have actually brought a suit with me. I just haven't got it on. There's I've a got a my moss bag. bag there. Yeah, I can, I can pop that for on that. for
0: you if you like. Well, It sounds a bit weird. I feel like I've paid for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also the first guest we've ever had on the show that I've depped for. In that when Matt, was, when Matt was off one week for rock and roll football, I was Matt Ford. For oh one right! Week. Oh man! Which is it's a really strange concept to have a guest on that you've stood in for. How did it feel? Uh, I, I, Bleak. I don't, th- I don't think I did you justice. <laughs> <laughs> That's God, that that close
0: up to Dyson's beard does take some a couple of coffees <laughs> at that time. Uh, uh, Matt, let's just start by talking about the the times we're in at the moment. Obviously, you have a big political angle to what you do. These are crazy times, aren't they? I think since the war. And I wasn't around for that. I don't know if you guys were, but I was... Just about. (laughs) It was... Yeah, I think it's
1: awful. I mean, I know I make comedy out of it and have to sell these shows as being an entertaining... And they are uh, funny and entertaining, uh, you know, um, commentaries on the mess we're in, but I think this is the most diabolical period I've ever lived through. So you
0: think it's diabolical?
1: I think it's awful. I think they've all gone mad. (laughs) Whatever side you're on, it's... I don't know anyone that's happy at the moment. And it's... Well about politics. I know, you know, not everyone's depressed. (laughs) But politically, I don't know anyone that's happy with the way things are going. That was a question I wanted to ask you, actually.
2: And I know sometimes at interviews, you get to the end of an interview and you plug all the dates. But I want to mention your dates now and then ask you a question. Brilliant. So you've got your political party podcast going daily from the 11th of November right through to the election. Mad man. You've got your Brexit... (laughs) Brexit pursued by a bear from the 9th of November tour. Yes. You've got a chat with Sadiq Khan live for the podcast on the 18th of December. Yes. So with all that going on, when the election actually became a thing and was announced, you, with the field you work in,
1: surely you must have... Were you happy or were you thinking, how am I going to fit this all in? Um, a bit of both, because I do love quite apart from the political outcomes of these things, hmm. elections. For people like me who are obsessed with them, are like World Cups or or uh, Olympics. Like they are phenomenal, and I think the public do tune into politics at that point.
0: Would you like the stats side of it, the kind of swingometer and everything, or All just of the it, whole thing? Big
1: names losing seats, gaffs, <laughs> just the, the the brutality of it. Dogs it's at polling mo-
0: stations. Dogs at polling, polling stations. stations. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: (laughs) the vox pops of people swearing and getting all that stuff the the carnival and the madness of it all so I love all that as as well as I think the public realise the government of the country might change and that's a big deal whether people are even if you're cynical about all of them you go well we might have a new Prime Minister or we might have this one or whatever and that's, that's quite exciting so on that level I'm like well this is brilliant because it's loads of material and it's fascinating equally I do think well, I've only just finished writing this damn thing, and now I'm going to have to rewrite. <laughs> if, imagine if a musician had just finished an album and they said, "Oh well, you're one of those musicians that if some if the news changes, you've got to scrap the whole thing." Yeah.
0: <laughs> last la- last person on mini disc, for example.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I don't want to. Th- I don't want to think of myself as somebody disc. But it does. It does. Um, it is quite frustrating. In but I regard.
0: admire the fact. I admire your your passion for politics. And I feel quite bad. Maybe there's there's a category of person that I fit into where I don't. I feel like I'm too thick to know what's going on. <laughs>
1: No, I think I think by today's standards you're yeah. too
0: clever to know what's going on. <laughs> I think
1: you are definitely. But there's an element of backing away from water. it because
0: it's quite confusing, isn't yeah. it? I, I think I there's feel an like element I'm backing away.
1: I think there's an elephant. Uh, uh, an elephant. I think there's uh, uh, <laughs> there's an element that's for people they feel it's confusing. I think also as well people are just sick and tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. What, whatever side you're on, I think people just go, this is interminable. Endless drudgery and chaos. And I, th- I find, even myself as an obsessive, that sometimes I, over a course of a week, will maybe watch less news or consume it less. Yeah. So I think most people are, where, are in your sort of shoes in that regard. How do
0: you keep on top of it? Because, like you say, you're doing the podcast daily now. It's the UK's number one political podcast, uh, the political party podcast, but you're doing it daily because it changes so quickly. How yeah. do you keep on up on what's going on? I'm so,
1: I'm like, a, I'm an addict really. So it's not even, even if it's bad for me, I, I, um, I'll wake up sometimes. I'll be in bed at like half six, seven in the morning, just scrolling through. Really? My girlfriend's like, "What's going on?" What? And I'm like, "Oh, well, I think Reese Mogg said something stupid." <laughs> and I just, I just can't get enough of it. I can't, I can't live knowing there's politics happening out there and I don't know some details. You don't there.
0: go to a service station like Jeff Stelling and prepare? <laughs> doesn't he go to? No, <laughs> he does. He, he goes to a service station. I can vouch Why? for this
2: because I saw him do it. And really, you've yeah, seen it's, him do it? Um, it's Winchester
1: Northbound <laughs> but, on the M3. I promise you, I promise you. But he's he's only ever in one place. It's <laughs> <laughs> he not like he's all around the country, so like service stations...
0: Why is he, he likes work, there? apparently he takes all of the stuff, all the papers of the week out there yeah. with him, ahead of doing Soccer Saturday, and he just sits in a service station because he <laughs> likes it. Maybe I he's do, on the overbridge. I,
2: well, strategically... Um, Here we go. <laughs> from a transport side of things, yeah. I admire what he's done because if you're travelling up to London from the south and you've just left the M27 at Roundhams... Yeah. M3 Winchester... No, 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 no. no. Sorry, Matt. No, I like it. You sent me off here. M3 Winchester comes upon you very quickly. Right. So there's very few people that suddenly need another service station 12 miles up the motorway. So it's quite canny of young
1: Jeff to hit there. I can't believe it's all work-related. I think this is, <laughs> he, he says it's work, but I think he's got trouble at home. Surely, oh, I'm just off to the service station again. Well no, on, that,
0: to Jeff. I'm just going to stand on the bridge and look at the traffic. Like that Tom Hanks movie, but set in a British service station. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yes, the, the terminal. One. That'd be good, wouldn't
2: it? With, do, I mean, do you have any spare time?
1: Not really. Well, no. It's pro- our
0: you proposition. D-
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, you you can't, you can't have that. any, surely. I mean, no. When, when would you go and see a film? Well, I, uh, you know what, I went to see uh, Joker the other week, but that's the first time I've been to the cinema in about six months. I'm, I'm not surprised. But Netflix and stuff like that, yeah. so just
0: late. So you do a bit of that. Yeah. Do about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, you, you know, when... I like the fact you're concerned for me, by the way. Well, yeah, just Very making sure... Your...
2: <laughs> well, you're, it's... We've already said this is one of those strange interviews where you're part of the Absolute Radio family, so we actually care about you more than the standard interviewer.
0: We've got you some Echinacea and a tonic as well, <laughs> just to make oh, sure you are yourself. <laughs> So when you do your tour and go around the country and something yeah. that we found a little bit here uh, in Absolute Radio is that you know you, you can't assume that everyone voted the same way there's people with varying different views do you tailor what you do when you go to somewhere that might be at the, uh, like a hotbed of of leave or something You know something?
1: what I've I've thought about this so often and you can even in an area so even if you went to like the most leave area of the UK Yeah um you would still have loads of people there that voted to remain and it depends on who's come to the gig so I've given up I've given up second-guessing audience on any criteria, whether they're old, young, black, white, wherever part of the country, because in, inevitably what happens is you end up second-guessing yourself and you think, oh, there's a few older people in, maybe they won't like swearing. Yeah. Often older people <laughs> absolutely love swearing. Like, it's the dirtiest bits they like the most. So I've just given up, I just think, you know what, I'll do it. I'll, I'll try and do a bit of local at the top. Yeah. about like the local MP or the way they did vote and tease them a little bit and if I go to Scotland obviously there's a whole load of stuff about the SNP I can do that maybe a gig south of the border is less interesting for people Yeah, um, but I don't try and I'm not like a chameleon I don't I'm pretend to i voted leave one night <laughs> and remain <and laughs> the next although that's a really good idea give
0: it a go man <laughs> works for me in conversations
2: do you think right now it, it feels a little bit like a computer game in that like you've got a once the election's done it's election, only for nerds the election well, <laughs> no, the election might then unlock Brexit. You, you saw like, we've done one level of the game and then once the election's done, suddenly can we now unlock Brexit? You know, you
0: might le- leveling up. We're levelling up? <laughs> <laughs> we might be levelling up.
1: I... I am really, I hope to be the person who says this, regardless of what happens at the election, Brexit is going to go on for the rest of our lives.
0: Oh, my word. Because man.
1: it takes, just in terms of the technical detail, most of the, the withdrawal agreement was just an agreement to reach future agreements. So they all need to be agreed at some point in the future, on medicines and all sorts of other things. And then on top of that, people aren't just going to go, oh, well, that's the result, that's it, it's over. The people mm. who are pro-European are going to go, well, we want to rejoin at some point. Yeah. This is it. We are stuck in this Argument forever. We had friends from <laughs> Northern Ireland with us yeah. over
0: the weekend just gone. It's, yeah. and they tried, it's more
1: horrific than Jumanji. They
0: tried to explain to, to us what would happen with the whole Irish border thing and uh, it's just unbelievable. The thing is, when you get into the
1: Irish border, like it is so... I mean, it was... I mean, I don't want to go too technical with it, but I do a routine about how insane the British government's priorities were. So they drew up a list of three priorities that couldn't be delivered because each demand contradicted the one before it. Right. So they said, uh, we want to leave the customs union, and you're fine, that's a hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic. The second demand was, no hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic. (laughs) You I right? (laughs) Okay, that means Northern Ireland stays in a different customs arrangement. The third demand was Northern Ireland cannot stay in a separate customs arrangement. Is <laughs> yeah. that like saying right? I want you to get me a pet. <laughs> it must bark, have feathers, and be a cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, well, I can only I can do one with staples and glue. Two of those things. <laughs> that is not good enough. Brexit in a nutshell there. But like you know, people like yourself who are clever, see things for what they are, call it as it is. Why don't people like you become MPs and then would you, vote for you? Because you know when you
1: say people like you call it like it is, that makes you sound like some sort of shock jock, Clarkson. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <you laughs> Yeah, the, the police haven't got a
0: clue. Let me tell you something. This government. Um, but you know what I mean, though? There are so many people on. You know, I would say, like, social commentators who have a good angle on stuff. Where people are thinking, yeah, what that guy said or what that girl said. But why don't they. Why aren't they the people in politics and being MPs rather than people like Reese Mogg and stuff like that you can't relate to? Do you know what I mean? It's easier to be on the sidelines, isn't it? Because <laughs>
1: imagine if all these people. I would be an awful politician. I'd be awful. <laughs> There'll be photos of me at Forest, drunk eating pies <laughs> yeah. in the street. Just oh no, no! It's uh, politics is really hard. Like whoever it is, you know, whoever it is, we end up with most of them. are uh, Like it's relentless, and it should be. Yeah. But like they don't really have a life outside of it, and I I like having a life. Well, on your life outside of it.
2: Yeah. Saturday afternoons. Oh man. With with the big man. I mean that 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 must be such a release from the madness of politics, just for three hours.
1: It's brilliant fun, and it's, especially doing it with Dyson, who is. There's something about that man. He has an energy, or lack of it. Yeah. Like, where he's basically that he is the equivalent. You know, furniture affects the, like the way a room feels. Yeah. Like, oh, actually, he's like a really big armchair. Yes. Yeah. We've and heard it's, something, having him in the corner, you just go, oh, it's just calmed me down a bit. <laughs> and
2: he's See, always like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I was going to say, do, do, you, do you do a Dyson? We've heard so many of your impressions. And like, demeanor-wise and body-wise, you, as you talked about
0: Dyson, you so slouched. slouched. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever worked on a Dyson? I would say Dyson, when you picture him in your mind, he, for me, is a claymation. Ooh. From like a children's TV yes, show. Yes,
1: because he's got that kind of grommety mouth. Yes. Wallace mouth. Which <laughs> yeah. one was it? One well, of the two. The one who had the mouth. <laughs> yeah, he's got the. um, He has kind of got a letterbox mouth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes he's a bit slow on the uptake. So if you if you're bantering with him, you you know, I'll do like a pre-prepared line that I've made sound. Yeah. You know, oh, I've done this off the cuff, and he'll go, Yeah, what's it? Yeah. Uh, oh, come on, mate. Give me something like that. <laughs> And I'll go, but Dice, what's going to go? Oh, sorry, mate, I was just checking the scores. <laughs> <laughs> he's always cons- he's always checking something. I, mean, I feel like he hasn't got time for
0: me sometimes. Have you see- Has he blagged in front of you that the man is the-, the unbelievable blagger?
1: The stuff he gets. So he says to me, like, I said, oh, we've had... I can't get Sky in this flat um in now, so I have had to get Now to TV. And he goes, "Oh, I know a bloke who can get you free Sky." I was like, "What? Why do <laughs> <have> you never <laughs> mention this?" And then he, he turned up here with like these bags of presents. Yes. I was like, have you been shopping? Oh no, there's just a place you go get a little free. <laughs> I was like, have you <laughs> bought any? I bet he gets everything. If
0: he was in prison, he'd be the one that could get you the uh, shaving foam, the razor blades, <laughs> the chocolates. <laughs> be Morgan I mean? Freeman. He would be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, busy chap. Let's just recap then, Matt. What have you got going on for people who want to catch a bit of Ford? over the Oh next few months. man,
1: so uh, there's some hot Ford action at the Southbank Centre this Saturday uh, with a, a now fully updated Brexit Pursued by Bear stand-up show. Uh, my podcast, The Political Party, goes daily throughout the election campaign from Monday the 11th of November. And the Christmas special of The Political Party podcast is at the Bloomsbury Theatre on the 18th of December with Sadiq Khan. Wow. Awesome.
0: Matt Ford, thank you so <laughs> Cheers, much. Cheers, thank you so great much. great to
1: see you. Pleasure.